Hey there, welcome to another episode of Shades and Layers. I hope your 2022 is going well so far, that you're staying safe and um, still on track to crush your goals for this year so far. All well on this side, we are back with uh, episode 7 of season 3 on creative entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Gudwanus Kosana Ritchie, and my guest today is Candice Lawrence, who is the founder and design maker at the Cape Town-based furniture and interiors company, Modern Gesture. So I wanted to speak to her because, you know, very often we have this picture of a successful entrepreneur and their company, you know, it's growing at a fast rate. They've got that uh, growth projection, which is uncontrollable, you know, the classic hockey stick graph, millions of dollars in venture capital investments and a superstar celebrity CEO. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that if that's your vibe and you like that culture. But there is something to be said for a different approach. Candice has a team of four and they've been plugging away at their designs for the past six years, growing steadily and sustainably while achieving international success. She started out Modern Gesture as a hobby and uh, now it's having a very meaningful and tangible and visible impact on her community. She studied her degree in uh, surface design at uh, Cape Cape, uh, Peninsula University of Technology, Seaport, and uh, won a prize for her famous woven necklace lampshade. That win is what really, you know, pushed Modern Gesture into this uh, success story that it is today and uh, pushed her into full-time entrepreneurship. So we'll start with an in-depth description of her work. Enjoy her sharing her story, which was very generous of her. And I hope you'll walk away wiser and as inspired as I was after chatting to her. I guess i got to start with the, the deeper meaning. Um, <laughs> if you want, yeah. <laughs> I'm very much, I, I like to meditate when I work. So I try and get um, to a point in my work where I get, like I like silence a lot because I can hear my thoughts more and I can have a conversation with my materials more. And that kind of guides my my products and what it ends up becoming. So I, I enjoy the whole meditation side of working. And that's very important for me that I have that connection with my materials and I feel I've also got this um, strong well I mean I'm I'm very aware of what's happening in the world and um, I I do care about our environments Mm -hmm. and as a young kid you know my parents used to take me to the beaches and we used to spend a lot of days outside and we were kind of, my parents raised us um, to, you know, look after the environment and recycle where you can and reuse materials as much as you can. Um, and also because we didn't have exactly a lavish lifestyle. We, mm-hmm. you know, we had to use things over um, before we threw them away. Mm-hmm. And I think that also just stuck in me. And now when I design, I try and design products that can flex pack that can um, be shipped to other countries um, where we use less plastics, less uh, packaging materials. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's very important. And then I also try and use my offcuts of wood as much as I can in, in other products to 
to expand our range. So that, that for me is part of the core of modern gesture is reducing our carbon footprint, recycling, upcycling. And like I said, you know, meditation is very important for me when I, when I work. And today, a lot of my products is inspired by what's going on in South Africa and just cultures in South Africa, the different cultures in South Africa. Our woven range is inspired by African Debele jewelry. Mm. And I just was looking at uh, beaded necklaces that men and women would adorn themselves with. And I just looked at those rings and I was just thinking if there was a way to turn those uh, rings into a more fixed structure and then turn it into right. a lampshade. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I still remember it was New Year's Eve. I was sitting and I was designing and um, I was just, doing these circles doing these geometric shapes and and the next day I, I kind of went to my dad and I said like is there a way that we could do these shapes um out of wood and um my dad has a little bit of of an engineering background and a little okay. bit of you work with your dad yeah yeah oh, okay um so he comes from a he's also quite a creative person so he's got a little bit of um skills in all different areas <laughs> <laughs> So, so he looked at it and then he, he said, okay, cool. We'll see what he can do. And then he kind of built this little jig up for me, for my router at the time. And we managed to cut these perfect rings. Wow. And from there, it's, you know, I just started exp- exploring different ways of weaving and what kind of materials I could weave with. Could I weave with cotton? Could I weave with rope? Could I weave with leather? And just experimenting mm. and finding the right material. Eventually, what did you I settled come up on, with. Um, I settled on wax cord, which is a a kind of cord that they use for stitching leather. Mm. So, and they had it in various colors at the time, so it was great. So, I just started experimenting with that and weaving the the wax cord in between the rings, and yeah, it kind of just happened. You know, just it just worked, and yeah, and. Um, me being a very spiritual person as well, I was like praying about it and mm-hmm. I was sitting on my couch yeah. praying about it and and I just sort of heard this or oh, God's voice just saying, Candice, this is going to be the light that's going to go places. And mm-hmm. I was still like, yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a casual conversation with God. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it ended up going to a lot of countries. and um, it's, So that's it's your biggest on. export? Yes, it's our biggest, it's our number one seller still today, six years on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And from that, we've, we've branched out into different products, standing lights, um, more pendant lights and mirrors. It's been a very good product for, for modern gestures. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. really defined us and, um, you know, it has that international appeal because it's showing that it's being eco-friendly as well, from being able to flat pack to reusing our woods as much as possible mm, mm. reusing the wax cord as much as possible and also the varnishes that we use are, are eco-friendly they're water-based varnishes mm. so yeah so the sustainability side is that more appealing to the international market um and also how does that compare to say the local south african market um yeah i think it, it definitely is one of the selling points of the product or of our products and i think that you know when i was studying it was we worked with quite a lot of um international students and mostly the scandinavian countries yeah. and that just 
big thing for them in their countries, how they wanted to look after the environment. And that just also played on what I was designing at the time when I was still at university. And I, I would think about those kinds of things because not just only the international market, but I was also thinking, you know, when I get older one day and I want to have kids, you know, I wouldn't want my kids swimming in a polluted ocean. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. or walking on the beach and there's all this plastic around so you know when I thought of it from that aspect as well uh, you you start making these changes to make a better world and and to also make products that are considerate of those things you know mm -hmm. and uh, speaking of uh, sustainability again um, that brings me to your process how are your goods made uh, or, or rather where are they made and who's involved in that process so at this stage I work from home and I try to also employ people from my communities that it also just makes it easier for them to get to and from work. I'm also getting to know my community in this way by employing mm. people that are in either my community or neighboring communities and just hearing their stories of whether, you know, what are their backgrounds like at the moment? What jobs did they have before this? Um, some of them have lost their jobs due to COVID last year. So them coming on board, they haven't done anything like this. So they're learning new skills in the process and and um, getting to see the, the design world, what it's all about. Because a lot of the people in my community and, and my neighboring communities, um, because it's a predominantly colored community so it's poor to middle class people they don't see where these products land up at the end of the day and mm. so I've I've like taken them on a few um, excursions where we go to like exhibitions and just to see what other designers are doing and right. where they work eventually lands up so it just helps them to take in what is going on around them and also to be proud of what they do you know yeah. they they're creating these products and it's going international. And um, the something in them like <laughs> kind of comes alive. They start taking more pride in their work. They look at the finer details. They look to to perfect small little mistakes that they might have made. And that's that's been really great. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've definitely mm -hmm. employed then uh, loyal um, people in the business and, and people that want to grow and want to see the business also succeed. Mm. How big is your team? Um, at the moment, we're not that big. I think uh, you could say that we're about four people, mm -hmm. <laughs> four to six people. Yeah. Um, and that's, so, uh, that's the full time. Do you also like expand and contract according to orders or, you know, how are you structured? Yeah. So when we when we need the extra hands, then I do tend to, to not look too far. Hopefully someone that's... <laughs> Sure. In my community. But uh, my family is still very much involved. Um, so like I said, you know, my dad has been helping me since the start. Yeah. And so he's still very much um, assisting here and there where he can. And as, as well as my mom. Mm. So we, we try to <laughs> keep yeah, it yeah. within the family. Yeah, sure. But, and uh, yeah, um, the, the weaving yeah. part, you're also in charge of that? Yes, yes. I've I've recently trained a, a lady to to weave. Um, and like like I was saying, you know, she she lost she lost a job last year. She was a seamstress, mm -hmm. um, but she hasn't done any weaving in her life. So this was completely new for her. Mm -hmm. And she's she's actually doing it so much better than I used to do it. But I think that's also got to do with the fact that she's she's seeing where the work is landing up. She's seeing in what restaurants they're being displayed in, and I think that makes her feel really good about her work you know and sure. and yeah. so before she just improved so much and and she takes pride in what she does mm -hmm. so 
how did you end up as an entrepreneur? Where does your journey start? <laughs> <laughs> I started modern gesture when I was still at university. It was part of my thesis. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, with any university student, the plan is when you leave university, you want to walk into the job that you've been studying so long for. But that was not the plan for me. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working for a a camera and lighting rental house. So we used to rent cameras and lighting out to production companies or yeah. photographers. And my my contract at that time was for a year. But before I got there, my my lecturer when I left university, she was pretty happy with my work and she said, you know, Candice, you got to turn this into a business. Mm. And so the plan was work underneath someone with experience and eventually branch out and do my own thing. But as I just said, didn't get that opportunity, worked at this rental house for a year. But what I did learn there was um, because my my boss at the time had a small small group of staff, uh, we worked very closely with each other. And so I learned a lot about business through him and how to treat your employees um, and how to structure things in a business. And, you know, so I learned a lot about that, that I still apply to my business today mm. and I think that was definitely a blessing in disguise because I when you're at university you might not get all the the business skills that you need as a creative because you're focusing on design work for sure, um, for sure so so when I was there I learned more of the business side of things and and how to how to treat employees how to treat customers how to treat clients what keeps people um, working for you a long, for a long time, um, what makes them loyal to the business. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about that. And, and those are just things I definitely apply to Modern Gesture today that I feel has also made us so successful. And, you know, with, uh, what, what did you want to change or what kind of impact were you aiming for when you started this business? When I left university and my and my lecturer said you got to turn what you've been doing into a business, I think that gave me the confidence to do so. Mm. Um, that you know, just her belief in me gave me that confidence to just do it. But I ran modern gesture sort of part time as kind of like a hobby, and then went into it full time when the lights were such a hit. How did they become and a hit? <laughs> I I entered the Hot Young Designer competition in 2015 that Nando's was running. It was um, a lighting competition. Oh, yeah. And we had to design pendant lights for their restaurants locally and abroad. Mm-hmm. And this is where I, I came up with uh, the Ndebele lampshade, the, the woven necklace lampshade. And it was it was a, a success that um, we, you know, Nando started putting it in their restaurants locally and internationally Mm -hmm. and through all of that exposure I got a lot of um, people ordering and people noticing modern gesture and and, uh, following and started liking and and just wanted to know more so um, that opportunity like really got the business going for me yeah Yeah. did it come with prize money or did you have to raise a, a round of funding? No. Um, so the prize was actually that the winner would have, I think it was like a hundred of their lights being produced and being put into the different restaurants. Amazing. Um, but I still worked out of my pocket at that point. Um, mm. And I just, whatever money came my way, I just put it back into the business and I just grew the business that way um, over the years. So, mm. so, so it was just really, yeah, <laughs> just putting money back. 
just, yeah. you know, keep building the business. Uh, that That's what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And since then, what have you added to your product line? What do you have in your store? Um, I think we've kind of gone into, uh, I, I started out doing a lot of bright and, and colorful lighting. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned through that, that um, there is a market for that, but then there's also the market that likes neutral tones and wants something a bit softer. And so I think we've, we've catered for both markets now. We've got the eclectic person and then we've got the person that wants something more natural, more neutral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also being surrounded by the ocean, you know, we have a lot of people that just want more uh, whites and, 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 beiges you know um, yeah so we've learned um about those different markets and um we've also gone with more simple looking products in terms of just creating wooden lampshades just completely wooden pendants and mm-hmm. with no weaving so we kind of you know, again catering to more markets that way and we've gone into some mirrors as well now they also just started taking off once we once we produce them so so yeah so we we still small but we we growing slowly we're taking small steps at yeah, this point yeah. so you're making both for um your normal consumer as well as uh, corporate clients yes yes what's your favorite material to work with oh i think i I do enjoy working with wood and I think it's just got to do with, I like the color of wood. I like those shades of browns and I try and explore the properties of wood as much as possible. I think most people just see it as the sort of flat material. You can only use it one way. Um, And I try and think out the box a little bit with this material as much as I can, just because I feel that there is so much to explore that I don't really, I'm not ready to move on to something new just yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so wood is definitely my um, favorite material um, Mm -hmm. at this point in modern history. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. And uh, I read somewhere that, you know, you, you are inspired uh, local stories and that's mm-hmm. what you want to portray in your work. Mm-hmm. Can you just mm-hmm. uh, expand a little bit on that um, and, and how that is uh, articulated in, in the things that you produce? So when, when I started with Modern Gesture, one of the, the things I was focusing on was conversations that people have um, when they face to face with each other. And, and I was looking at face to face conversation versus virtual communication and how just over time um, we we losing that face-to-face conversation because we're communicating so much through our, our cell phones mm. and so my first range of products were these tables that I created and I, I was looking at it you know if our body language could be imprinted upon a surface what would that surface look like you know if, mm. when we gather around a table and when families would gather around a table in the past and they would talk about their days, um, if those gestures that we made with, when we tell a story, if those gestures could be left on, on a surface of a table, how would that table look mm-hmm. versus a table today, you know, when we can't, when we communicate through our cell phones. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, did this range of tables where there was this wearing away of the table, like all the gestures of all these conversations we would have um, and our arms resting on the table you know just this table wearing away because of all the the face-to-face conversations we'd have um, Mm -hmm. over the years versus now there might just be like this cell phone gesture in the table because we leave our cell phones on the table just (laughs) in case someone sends us a message or the phone might ring and we just need to be available 
So I, I started out like that. I looked at what was happening, well, over time and what I was also picking up when, as I was getting older, mm-hmm. um, that was being lost. And now I've looked at, as I said, you know, uh, the Ndebele culture to inspire our lighting mm-hmm. um, and, and as well as the being more eco-friendly and, and finding ways to design products that um, leave a, a small carbon footprint. So ju- those were just some of the things I've been touching on uh, as Modern Gesture has been growing. These are just some of the stories that I've chosen to focus on and, and try to bring through in the products that we create. This is Jason Lairs and my guest today is Candice Lawrence, founder and design maker at Modern Gesture, a company that makes furniture, lighting and interior decor pieces. In the next part of our conversation, we focus on the practicalities of owning a furniture or design business some of the challenges facing women in particular in this industry, as well as the dreams she has for her company. But first, let's find out what's behind the name of this company. Why are you called Modern Gesture? <laughs> um, uh, so I think the, the gesture came from when I was looking at face-to-face conversation versus virtual communication and looking at body language and looking at those gestures we make with our hands mm-hmm. and arms and our faces and our smiles and everything. And uh, just to show people we are interested in what the other person is saying or what we might be talking about, those stories that we share. Um, so I know that's where gesture came from. And I think Modern was just put on um, <laughs> just for like as an extra there. <laughs> that's great. I mean, it catches your attention. Like, hmm, what's a modern gesture? <laughs> so you're drawn into the story. That's great. <laughs> so I, I've been speaking to some of your, uh, your peers to change tack now. I've been speaking to some of your peers in the this design and um, furniture and interior uh, manufacture world. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've been talking about a lot of barriers to entry and why, you know, black women, other women of color cannot see themselves as, you know, going into this business. What are some of the challenges that you've met along the way? Um, I would say some people just don't take you seriously because you're a woman. <laughs> I also feel because it's, it's furniture and it's wood um, and it's mostly a male-dominated uh, industry that they kind of assume you don't know what you're talking about or what it is that you want. Mm. And I've kind of picked that up in a few of the stores I have to go and purchase materials or tools in. And I feel sometimes as a woman, there's that that thing that guys tend to do that they think they can pull a fast one on you. And I've, I've just learned over the years, my materials and my tools and how everything works that, you know, you can't sort of con me like that. That's what I picked up. So I think uh, some males are a little bit intimidated. I think The other thing is um, we're not taken seriously. Um, I sometimes get people that would want to work for modern gesture, but then um, as a woman, they don't want to listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think... I, I, I kind of get that, um, but that's that's two of the things I picked up in my field. And I think also as a woman of color, uh, you kind of looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And I I still get that. I don't even get that here in South Africa. I get that more from overseas. Really? Uh, yeah. I think in South Africa, it's there are more women stepping into um, leadership positions. Mm-hmm. What I've experienced overseas is um, is a different story completely. So I think they still kind of look down. 
I I personally feel yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm no, I can imagine. I mean, they don't interact with uh, brown and black people a lot. And so my my experience being abroad is that who are you to be speaking to me? Kind of vibe. <laughs> um, uh, I I try not to take those kind of things too seriously. Um, mm. um, but that that's just been my experience abroad. I think also. I can't speak for every woman. I, you know, I've said like my dad's been very much involved with my business. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've gotten a lot of guidance. I've gotten a lot of mentorship through him to to show me like, this is how you've got to see things. This is how you've got to do things. And so if I at times do not have that confidence, sometimes he will go ahead of me and, and sort things out for me. If I just feel like I... Yeah, I just don't have that confidence to kind of sell something, hmm. you know. So in that sense, I've been very blessed. Um, yeah. You manufacture everything yourself, right? Yes. So what was behind that decision? You know, when you when you look at uh, other, other design companies who are maybe using uh, suppliers, you know, what gives you an edge over them or what is the disadvantage? I think. I don't even. Uh, I don't even gives me an edge. But I, the reason why I manufactured everything in us is because the money that Modern Gesture made, I just put it back into the business, mm. and so I was manufacturing everything because I could not afford to outsource someone to do it for me. Right. And what what we've learned through all of this is um, we've obviously developed skills in woodwork now we've we've taught ourselves how to to cut wood into rings we've mm-hmm. uh, taught ourselves how to weave we've taught ourselves how to to market and and to design things that that like I said flat pack or just design things where we can use our materials over and over again or as far as we can um to save on costs mm-hmm. so so that's been I would say kind of the upside of of, mm. of modern gesture. You have control of the of the entire process. Yes, but then on the downside, it could be that we maybe don't produce as much, you know, because mm. I'm not. It's hard to scale. Mass producing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So so there's been pros and cons, but um, through what we what we are doing right now, we are able to now train people the skills that we've learned. So we we can put someone in a in a position now and and have them do it perfectly. Mm, so that's mm. been the nice thing of of doing everything in house and teaching ourselves these things. Mm. Um, but again, on the on the downside, we might not do a thousand units. We might just do fifty or two hundred units or something. But is like that, that important? Do you? I mean, is it very important for you to be that large size? I mean, what what are your dreams for Modern Gesture? I don't know if if you know doing if, if mass producing our products is something that we we kind of look forward to because for me it, it really is the story behind the product and it's how we go about making these products that's important to me. Mm. So if we mass produce this, how? are we handling the waste that comes from this? Mm. Be- because we will need to find a way to then work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also on that scale, that that um, fast-paced scale. Um, so I think the way things are right now, where we kind of, we are growing and we are producing more, but it also gives us time to, we, we're growing at a, I would say, not fast, but we're growing at a steady pace that we are also able to learn like, okay, the, there's this that we can do with these kinds of offcuts of wood, or we could turn the product into this 
or a change it year, you know. And but at the same time, we bring in in people at the right time to to train them and put them in a position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the nice thing. We're building also relationships with people. It's yeah. not let's like, get in ten people and you know, let's not care about them. We, I'm getting to know people as they're coming on board and at the time that they are coming on board. So I'm building these relationships also with my staff. Mm-hmm. So I get to know them personally as well. So and it would I, be I something think, difficult to do if you're working at scale, right? Yes. And um, I, I, I don't think that's really our, I wouldn't say that that's our plan right now. I think our, what we're just trying to focus on is what is the message we, we have behind this product? And you know, once it leaves here, we, we want people to also know that, you know, they are making a responsible purchase. Mm. So that's the message we're trying to get into each product when we create them. Mm. So at this point, it's just about that story and making people aware that, you know, you are doing something good in the world. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's now time to get to know our guest on a personal level here on Shades and Layers. There were a few surprises for me in this part of the conversation, and you'll hear all about that if you listen on. And uh, there was a bit of a hilarious moment, I would say, which revealed the age difference between us. And I think that's a gap of about 10 years plus. But it's funny how that unfolded, and you will hear all about it. Stick around and find out how she thinks her family would describe her. So um, let's... uh, talk about what made you who you are you speak about your dad a lot and uh, we also spoke about your mom Mm -hmm. what are your top three memories from childhood oh my word um well we we spent a lot of days at the beach Uh, the beach is like a 10 minute drive from from where we stay at the moment so i spent a lot of days at the beach with my cousins and my family and we would swim late into the night so that's something that is still in me we still go to the beach today and i still do a lot of water sports today mm-hmm. i will one of the things that that i was just thinking about today is you know when i was a little kid and before my, I, we used to go to school my mom used to like pray over us before we would go to school and i never really understood her at that point when i was so young mm-hmm. But now when I look back on it, I understand what she was doing for me and how she was covering me and protecting me and, and getting me ready to be the person that I am today. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it today, I was just like thinking about those days, like she could still drive a car, she could take us to school, but now she's so old and, you know, she's got, she's walking with crutches today and um, her memory is not the best. But that was just something that I, I remember just um, how my mom really cared for my cousins and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, she just always prayed over us before we left the house. And third memory, oh, I don't know. I, I uh, maybe one thing that I, I still think about today is when I used to be um, involved in a lot of sports and a lot of arts. Mm-hmm. And so even today, I'm still doing those things. So I, yeah, those are just some things that I, I did as a kid, but I still do it today. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's it's interesting, that, that combination, because you were not supposed to combine those two, sports and arts. Is it? Why not? Okay. So how old are you? Sorry, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of myself uh, as such, but you know, my age becomes apparent when I have these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> One can be creative in their running. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, that's just that's just uh, something I always did. I enjoyed being sporty, but I also did art. I I, I studied music for uh, twelve years before mm. I went into mm-hmm. um, design. Mm-hmm. So 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 I was yeah that that was just something I did at the time and I I don't play as much as I used to but I I did pick up my guitar a month back and started like trying to remember all the notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah yeah so those are just some things that I remembered as a kid and and I just kind of still do them today mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, when did it become clear to you that you're gifted in the arts and uh, this is the path you'll pursue? I don't really know, but I, I I wasn't really like I wasn't the kid in class that got the best marks. That mm-hmm. uh, that was something. Even though we all strive to get that A or that B, I even though I strive for those things, I was always just better um, in the creative um, field, and I always I also just enjoyed it more. I, I did art. Right. I did music. I did. Um, um, acting and all that kind of things. Um, so I kind of tried to stick with that when I got into high school. And then I knew after high school, I was going to do something in design. Mm-hmm. I just always had a passion for for working with colors and building things and making things. And so, I, I mean, even in primary school, I was making jewelry out of Scooby-Doo wire. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I think it was just always in me. And then when mm-hmm. I got to university, I I just kind of pulled up my socks and just went for it after that. And yeah. yeah. What's the best mm. advice you've received and that you live by that has become your mantra, so to speak? Be careful what you say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was kind of like a personal joke with my mom and I. Um, but that was just something that I still remember today, she said to me. And then um, I, I, the other thing I would say is I, I, I tend to I tend to pray a lot for wisdom because in this, I also feel like the gifts that I've been given is not really mine in a way. It's, it's, it's coming from the creator. So mm-hmm. I, I try and have that conversation just to see what exactly am I supposed to do with these gifts mm-hmm. that you've been given. Mm-hmm. Been given. Yeah. So if so, you had to write a memoir, what would it be called and why? Oh, my word. That's not, no, that's a tricky question. <laughs> it's just to find out how you see your life and how you'd summarize it um, so far. Maybe something along the lines of creativity in a, in a time like this. I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. something along those lines. And why? I guess it's it's important to to kind of be in touch with what's happening inside of you, to express that in the world that we live in today. Um, like some of the things that we, you know, like we were talking about what's happening internationally Mm-hmm. Um, and even just on our doorsteps, um, you know, how do you how do you create in in such a time when there's all this turmoil and um, this uneasiness happening? But you also need to put a message across that inspires and gives hope and and mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people to to make better decisions in life. So yeah, something along those lines, I would I would definitely say yeah. Right, great. So, um, what's next for Modern Gesture? What are you working on at the moment? So, <laughs> every time I think I'm gonna do something different, um, it ends up still being a light. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so we're still looking at more pendants coming out. I think that's also just something that modern just has become known for is mm, the pendant. Mm. So I think we're still going to carry on, carry on along those lines, but we are looking to do more collaborations maybe before the end of this year or, or in 2022, we are looking to collaborate with other designers, other South African designers, mm-hmm. um, young talents that are that are coming up now um so that that is something that we've kind of discussed and and we're hoping to to do something together hopefully Mm -hmm. soon but yeah that that's kind of what we want to do in the next few months maybe even yeah Mm -hmm. in in before the end of the year hopefully Mm -hmm. Great. And uh, who do you consult among your peers in navigating this business? Uh, still very much my my family, uh, my, my, again, my dad um, and my mom. They just have such a lot of wisdom. So it's sometimes in the moment you can be quite frustrated with something. Um, but then, you know, you need that, um, that voice of reason to like say, just, just calm down, just calm down. <laughs> This is how you deal with it. Relax. <laughs> um, and then I do, I do uh, reach out to um, friends that I've, I've built long-term relationships with, like even friends that I, I'm still friends with since primary school, um, mm. just because they also know me so well. And they just give a different perspective of, of what's going on that helps me to understand how to approach uh, things that I'm possibly, you know, facing at that point. And, and then I do have a group of other designers um, that I, I keep in touch with and just to hear what's going on in their lives, you know, mm-hmm, how's business mm-hmm. going. And, and that also helps you to know that, you know, you're not the only one going through this. There's someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And give everyone advice. So, so yeah, they, there's this group of uh, female South African designers mm-hmm. that um, I, I definitely keep in touch with and, and we talk on a regular basis. Yeah. And they're in different parts of South Africa. So it's always nice to hear what's going on in Johannesburg or KZN and, and um, how How's business right. going? Oh? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I and do not. Have cousins? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm an only child. Right. So if your yeah. parents had to describe you, what would they say about you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably bossy. <laughs> And um, I know my dad said the other day, I'm, uh, I tend to be a bit fast with things. Um, so that's one thing I've kind of picked up that I didn't know about me. But I tend to go through things very quickly. Mm-hmm. What, what, what would he say about me? I should maybe just call him, yeah, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> and a drama queen, definitely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> And, and add approach to the exaggeration, no ways. That I can't believe. <laughs> it's the secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to mention that you maybe feel we haven't talked about? No, I, th- I think we... We, we spoke about a lot of things. So mm-hmm. what I actually just realized from one of the questions that you've asked me is, um, you know, when, when you asked me three childhood memories, mm-hmm. it also actually resonated with me when you asked me that because I think it's interesting what you remember of your past and how that's actually influenced and, and molded you to the person that you are today. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's always interesting to hear what people answer because... Um... 
you know, when somebody asks you about your childhood, there's always a mood first, Mm -hmm. you know, like what's the greater feeling of my childhood and what is it that gave me that feeling? And you can always see there's always a pause, like a moment where um, the interviewee pauses, then you can hear from what they say what their feeling is like. And it sounds to me, for you, there's, uh, there's calm that connects the, the experiences that you describe. So there's a beach, you know, there's that healing, the sound of the waves, that's what I imagine. And then your mom praying yeah. over you, that steadying force, grounding, you know, and also yeah. understanding that there's something bigger and grander than you, yeah. you know, from an early age. Yeah. So when you say you're a drama queen, I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the drama queen isn't so, so, so uh, dramatic anymore. But I know when music comes on the radio, then I've got my dance shoes on and I'm performing. (laughs) And yeah, I'm, I'm, I still got that music um, in me. Yeah. So, but there are moments in, like with my with my staff, where we where I try and keep things light, and then I I joke a bit or I you know I, I act a little bit over the top mm. just to <laughs> put a smile on their face because sometimes work can be so serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got to kind of like loosen up a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. So, if people yeah. want to buy from you, where can they find you, and uh, where can they enjoy your work? So, you can visit uh, the website, which is um, uh, www.moderngesture.co.za, or you can go on to Instagram, which is Modern Gesture, and then we've also got a Facebook page. It's also just Modern Gesture. And that's all from me for this week on Shades and Layers. Thanks for listening until the end and also for your support as always. Do stay in touch until the next episode. And you can find me on Instagram using the handle at Shades and Layers podcast, one word. Until next time, please do take good care.